Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. way you view the world, if the way you look at your life is in harmony with truth, with the way God says things are, well then your life is going to be like a light to the people around you. People will look at your life and say, oh, that's what Christianity is. Oh, that's the way I want things to be. In today's message, Pastor Robert will encourage you to look at your life through the lens of the Bible. So how do you do that? Well, first you have to know what the Bible says. Secondly, you have to ask the Lord to reveal His ways and His thoughts. As you grow closer to the Lord, this skill will become easier and easier. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 6 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Now, you see, everything I've said up to this point was focused on that verse. How do you look at life? Is your eye good or is your eye not so good? David actually pointed out to me a little while ago that the word, because by the way, he, I send him my sermon notes a few days before Sunday and then the youth group goes through the same stuff that we go through in here. We started doing that a while back. So before the service, David comes in to me and he said, did you realize that word where it says if your eye is good, that the word good actually doesn't mean good like we think of it, it means means undivided. If your eye is undivided, well then your whole body will be full of light. You see, the way you look at life, the way you look at the world around you, the way you look at God, that affects everything you do, every decision, every attitude. It affects everything. And if the way you view the world, if the way you look at your life is in harmony with truth, with the way God says things are, well, then your life is going to be like a light to the people around you. People will look at your life and say, oh, that's what Christianity is. That's the way... I want things to be. Whatever it is he's got, I want that. I don't know what she's got. And that, and that was, that, for me, that was, like a, that was like a tipping point, you know, as a young man. I was 16, 17 years old and a pothead, high all the time. But my Aunt Linda got radically transformed by Jesus. It's like from one visit to, they lived up in, in I don't remember if it was South Carolina or Tennessee, 
but, but they, they were, you know, coming from out of town, and, and so they would be there, like, maybe for Mother's Day, for Christmas, for Thanksgiving, you know, the, the special occasions, and, and it was like from one visit to the next, she was a completely different person, and, and it was so intriguing. I'm like, man, I don't know what this is, but whatever it is, I like it. If you're confident that God loves you, that God is for you, and, and, and so your approach to making decisions, it, it really is founded upon that confidence. Well, do you realize it, it points everybody else toward that? I love being around people who just never freak out about anything. Steady. That's not me, by the way. I, I won't lie to you. I freak out about stuff. I overreact to things sometimes. But I'm growing. Hopefully you are. Because you see, if, if your worldview is tainted, in other words, if, you, if your eye is divided, you're affected more by the things of the world and by the way the world says things are than by what the Bible teaches, what God says, well then, he says, your life is going to be one of darkness. meaning that others will be led down that same rabbit hole of futile pursuits, kinds of pursuits that have led people like Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain and Kurt Cobain and so many others to the same tragic conclusion. It's all a waste of time. Why keep fighting this battle that's already lost? Jesus continues, Verse 24, he says, nobody can serve two masters. Can't be done. Divided eye, doesn't work. Nobody can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you'll drink, or about your body, what you'll put on. Is not life more than food, the body more than clothing? Your, your life is so much more than these things, he says. Look at the birds. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, meaning the people who don't know. God and have a relationship with him. And he says, for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Now listen, I'm, I'm hammering this home. Jesus was focused on our worldview, the way you see life, the way you think about life, the way you think about the world, and he teaches that there's no such thing as a half-hearted Christian. I, rem I remember it just, for me, that was just a no-brainer. You, you, either, you either are or you're not. 
Now see, the heartbreaking thing for me as a pastor is that I know a lot of you are going to hell on judgment day. Breaks my heart, but I'm doing the best I can to warn you, tell you what the Bible says, week after week after week, give you the opportunity to actually repent and reorient your life and, and your heart and your mind toward him and his kingdom. That's what he's begging us to do right here. If your eye is divided, well, then you're still without God and without hope in the world. You can only serve one God. In any human life, there will only be one true ruler. The Apostle Paul said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beg you, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove, in other words, demonstrate, show the whole world what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, our world says that money is power, and because of that, accumulating money needs to be your main focus. And so the the greatest emphasis is placed upon what kind of car you drive and what kind of clothes you wear and where you live, all these things. And Jesus says that that focus is so foolish. It's just it's a ripoff. It's upside down. Because your heavenly father, who created everything, already owns everything, has everything, he already knows everything you need. And he intends to take care of you. So it's a waste of energy to focus on all these things that if it's not going to be bad, he already intends to give it to you. Our focus should just be on staying close to him. Making our decisions based on his directions. You know, Luke's account of this same teaching by Jesus changed my life. He adds a little detail that Matthew didn't mention that just pierced, it just cut me for when, I, when I first really heard it. Luke 12, 27 In Luke's account, Jesus said, Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If if then God so clothes the grass, which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you you, O you of little faith? Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why he's so important. If so, keep listening. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and and you're thinking, man, I really need God in my life. You know, I've wandered away or or maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And, you know, I remember when I felt that way, and, and to be honest, I, I, I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. The Bible tells us, I mean, He knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says He sent Jesus in the first place to come and die on the cross 
to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that he's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, mainthingradio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how to begin that that personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible. We can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.